Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Michael Signorelli here. I'm actually hanging out in my backyard in Northwest Indiana at the moment. And uh, you can probably hear some construction going on in the background. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm trying to spiritualize the fact that I want to do this podcast in my backyard, but um, I also have a construction site behind me. So here's what I'm going to say about it. The topic today is going to be about horoscopes. And uh, I've been seeing horoscopes pop up, uh, whether it's Snapchat, there's actually on the Vice channel, Vice is based in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is a place that um, I'm looking to actually launch a church at this point. And so Vice has, uh, you know, kind of been on my radar. Their offices are pretty cool. Um, they're definitely culture makers in, in the world right now. And so they've got this channel. And um, when you go to the channel every single day, on Snapchat, you're going to see um, a daily horoscope. And I've just been noticing horoscopes popping up like all over the place. Um, and so I just felt like it was necessary for me as a pastor um, to deal with this and just say, what is God's thoughts about a horoscope? Um, and, and what I'm going to try to do is give you an answer to this that isn't cliche. Um, I know that, you know, there's just a lot of material like this out floating out there. So I want to try to bring a different perspective. But um, let me read for you a scripture that many of you are familiar with. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then verse 12 says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. And then 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, on Facebook today, I, I actually posted this thing that said the most accurate way to predict your future is to create it. Let me just say that again. The most accurate way to predict your future is to create your future. And a lot of times, especially like in Christianity, you know, people are making the excuse, I'm just going to wait for the Lord. I'm just going to uh, wait on the Lord and I haven't heard from the Lord yet. Or, or they'll say, well, the Lord told me this or the Lord told me that. And, and, it's, and it's really funny because it's such an abuse. Like I think as I continue to mature in my walk and this journey, um, of life and ministry and, and um, you know, career and family, I'm realizing more and more that God has endowed us with creative abilities and much more of life is us co-creating with God. Um, and for some of you that might be offensive, but what I mean is when you really look at what is the, the meaning behind I'm waiting to hear on God or whatever, um, a lot of it is really like fear. And that hesitancy is fear, like, um, you know, they're not willing to give up a job that they currently have, or they're not willing to give up a relationship that they know isn't right. And so they, they kind of use God, they roll it into, you know, up with God in hopes that they can fake somebody out into thinking that it's a spiritual matter. What I think is cool about this uh, home that's being built right behind my home right now is that as human beings they are taking a raw piece of land and they are creating the future. And they didn't have to spiritualize it. Uh, they didn't have to quote a whole bunch of scripture to make it happen. They just went out, bought the lumber, and they're putting in the time. And now a home will be there for a very long time as a result of their actions. And this is like a revelation that 
I wish a lot of Christians got. Um, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've definitely heard from God in times past about things and moved on it, and it's been tremendously um, successful. And then there's other times I've been guided by my passions. And I was telling my nine-year-old daughter, Bella, on the way to school today that, um, you know, your passions are an indicator of your purpose, and when you start to flow in your purpose, you fulfill your destiny. And a lot of times we're waiting for, you know, some mystical moment, but it's like, well, what do you like to do? What are your passions? And what does this have to do with, with horoscopes? Well, let me just tell you, and this is me trying to talk about horoscopes in a non-cliche Christian way, is that horoscopes are you listening to somebody else instead of the voice of the passions inside of you and learning how to trust the instinct that God has given you. So there's a couple different voices that are inside of every person, uh, especially once you become an adult. There's the voice of culture, and that's the total sum of all the people that have spoken into your life and the teachers and the books that you've read and the movies that you watched. You have that voice of culture. Um, I believe you have the second voice, which is the voice of instinct. It's uh, kind of like your gut. Your gut uh, knows different things. It's instinctual. That could be your mind. It could be your will, your emotions. Um, could be your, your spirit, man. And then if you're a Christian, it's the voice of the Holy Spirit um, that's affirming truth. And to go to um, a horoscope is just allowing yet another voice to speak into you. And what's scary to me about that is that it takes the voice of instinct and it basically like that, that gut level thing inside of you and, and it just it, it cuts it off and basically says like you, you can't trust that voice. And then it takes the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of you and says, well, don't listen to that voice because out of convenience, you can just go on the Vice channel and check it out. Um, out of convenience, you can just go down the street and pay somebody some money um, to find something out that you need to go on a, um, a journey to find out yourself. And um, when you look at Jeremiah 29, 11, and this is where God comes into place, says, for I know the plans that I have for you. So God knows the plans that he has for you. Do you know the plans that he has for you? And when you're listening to somebody, third person removed, who's making these um, these horoscopes, do they know the plans that God has for you? Do they know the plans that um, are going to bring you true fulfillment in your life? Or are they just saying something generalized enough to help you fulfill, um, you know, whatever insecurities you have at the moment? And if you read on, it says, then you will call on me. And I love this. It's such a declarative statement. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. The best way to create your future accurately, or the, the best way rather to predict your future accurately is to create it. And so God in this moment is saying like, you will do this and this will happen. You know, forget the horoscope. When you start to operate with declarative statements like this, where you say, this is going to happen. I will plant a church in Brooklyn. You know, I, I don't know that I've told someone this, you know, sometimes I think when you look at these, these, these men of God or these business people that have accomplished huge successes, sometimes I don't know if it was quote unquote a God thing as much as it was God is for them and they choose, chose that thing. 
And what I mean by that is, um, I think when you're really flowing in, in the destiny that God's called you, you won't really be able to tell the difference between your desire and God's desire. Let me let me just like break that down for a second. So God places a desire inside of your heart, but your heart is inside of your chest or inside of your being. And so that's such close proximity, it's hard to tell the difference between your heart and that desire. And that's, that's a, a good thing, you know? And I, the other thing I wanted to say is there are times where I've moved in a direction and done things and maybe not been 100% on target, but my heart was right. And I don't think that a horoscope always addresses that. And what I mean is like, you have to get to a point where you say, um, my motive is right. Like for example, I was standing uh, in my garage at the time Hurricane Sandy hit uh, in Northwest Indiana playing my guitar. And I took a break and I was looking through the news on my phone and, and I saw Hurricane Sandy hit and it was like this, this national tragedy and all the focus was on New York. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to go to New York and serve those people with your life. And so I went to New York and I ended up playing this Rosie O'Donnell Foundation charity show in Manhattan. And it was the first time I ever played a show in, in Lower East Side. It was incredible. I met some like really awesome uh, taste makers and culture shapers. And it ended up being this cool thing. But here's the thing. My motive was to go to New York and serve those people with my life. And so how that happened and how that all played out was not necessarily clean. I made a ton of phone calls to book these shows. And, you know, I, I went about the natural side of things. But God's will was being worked out in the midst of it. And a lot of people use God as an excuse to not do something. And that's a good instant of me hearing his voice and then moving on behalf of that voice. But then co-creating the thing with God. And I think what's so offensive to God about us going to psychics and us going to horoscopes um, isn't the mystical side of it. You know, like we kind of conjure up all this demonology imagery, even though it is a demonic realm. I think the root of it that's so offensive is this deep relationship that God wants to have with us where in the Garden of Eden, he tells Adam, like, Adam, you know, I'm going to make the animals, but I'm going to let you name them. And so that there's a closeness in the relationship we have with God when he's like, I'm going to create, you know, your future, but I'm going to let you name it. And, and you know, uh, Adam had a job. He had a role. It, it, he was working in the garden. It wasn't just a place of uh, paradise to sit back and enjoy, but it was a thing to put his stamp on it and put his legacy on it. And a lot of times, you know, when you go to somebody in the context of a horoscope, what's actually happening is like you're removing the, the co-creation element and you're saying you're, you're continuing to stay in this passivity. And it's that passivity, I think, think that's the root of what is so the abomination because God's like I didn't create you to be passive and to listen to somebody else and do it the way they said it should be done I created you to work in conjunction with me to make something that's uniquely the result of our relationship and so when you come out of that relationship and then you have to sit on the other side of whether it's your phone watching the Snapchat horoscope or whether it's like somewhere online or sitting on the other side of the table from a psychic. You're coming into this passivity. And for me, 
um, coming from, you know, being a poor kid raised in Hammond, Indiana, uh, single mom, I guess like on such a gut level, I, I create realities. It's like that we call it hustling, you know? So when you hustle you're like, okay, I'm poor right now, but 30 minutes from now, I'm not going to be poor cause I'm going to go hustle. So you have this thing inside of you, like the young entrepreneurs, uh, running the streets of the ghetto, you know, um, setting up their, their street pharmacies and, you know, whatever business they have. And, you know, for as annoying as it might be in the background to hear this house being made, uh, built, uh, I think it's a good reminder to those of you who are listening that you got to get to work, man. You got to get, you got to hustle. If you want a house to live in, it's not always going to be some kind of spiritual thing in the way that you think it is. Sometimes the work is spiritual. And, and to take it even further, you know, the designs for the temple in the Old Testament and different things that God commanded to be erected were given specific instructions from God, but required physical labor. And a lot of times in Christianity today, we want to remove that component of hustle. We want to remove that component of work. We want to remove that that component of sweat and blood and perseverance and endurance. And those are the things that are more important um, than the, the main thing because they're developing your characters to sustain it once you get it. It's like building your own house. You know that house so well that you can maintenance it and take care of it. And then it actually lasts longer as a result of the process of you making it versus somebody just handing you the keys. And that's the, the most beautiful picture for our destiny is that it's Actually, um, God wants you to go through the process of making your future and then you can sustain it once you're on the other side of it because you know all the ins and outs to get there. And, and that's why he gives us influence and success in layers and in levels. And so again, I'm going to say it again. Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You, you will seek me. When you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And, and verse 13 is everything. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So there's a condition on there. It's like, you will have me when you seek me with all your heart. And, I, and, and to have God is to have your future. What happens a lot of times, and the reason why we don't have these deep spiritual moments concerning our futures, we're not seeking God with all of our heart. That's a condition of this scripture. And he's basically speaking, it's a letter to the exiles. And he's saying this to this exiled people, seek me with all of your heart and then you will find me. And there's a lot of people who are on this journey for their future, um, for their destiny, who are seeking, but it's a seeking out of convenience. It's a seeking out of uh, whenever I can fit it into my free time. When you seek God with all of your heart, that's a different kind of seeking. That's a different level of seeking. You know, I've got, um, you know, people all around me that I talk to and because I went through an atheistic phase um, so much so that I ended up teaching a class at Indiana University for world religions and then even as a high school teacher my first year I taught world religions through literature and I've studied um, extensively. Uh, I was on a legitimate journey. I wanted to know what I know and 
but that was a real seeking. And I found God in this really um, reciprocal, cyclical way where it all came full circle back to my mama's hillbilly religion. <laughs> it, was, it was still the same God, the same Holy Spirit. Um, but I was on a genuine journey. And, and, but what I started to see as I read science and philosophy and went on that journey for myself is how many people have just abandoned God out of self, their own self-seeking desire. Or how many people have abandoned um, church life out of church hurt. And it's not a real seeking. It's not a real, it's not a real journey. It's not seeking God with all their heart. It's just seeking God out of convenience. Um, and then they quickly abandon it. In the same way, I see people, you know, with their businesses or, or with their, um, their careers, just going through this real, like, um, you know, I do the basics. I do enough to pay the bills. I do enough to get by. And it's not, it's the word all, A-L-L, is everything. Forget for a second about even Christianity and, and even the context of God. Um, if, you, if you haven't entered A-L-L into the equation of anything you're doing, don't expect legendary results. And I, and I think that that's, the, that's what we're seeing right now um, in, in, um, in the world. We're seeing a group of people who have been hyped up on Disney stories. Um, and, and there's this magical element. But we have to first understand that the real magic ingredient is A-L-L, go in all the way. And once you put that into the cauldron, that's when you have it. And so, you know, again, you're not going to go to a psychic and get all this. Um, you're not going to go to a horoscope and get all this. You know, those are one one way relationships on a lateral level. And uh, what God wants to do is commune with you and have a relationship with you. It's so offensive to know that his ways are higher than our ways. And yet we submit our opinion to another man's. It's like if, if you, here's the thing, if you want to go up to a higher level, you've got to submit your thoughts to somebody who's on a higher level. And I'm sorry, but a man or a woman can only take you so far or take you so high. But when you submit your life and your will to somebody on the next level, and really the, what is higher than, than the thoughts of God, what is deeper and more expansive than the thoughts and the ways of God, when you get to that place, that's when you're getting ready to fly. And so I just wanted to break this down for a second. Um, this could be like a four-part. It's not going to be, but um, I'm just telling you right now, if, if, if you are in a place, and this is kind of where I want to close it down. We're coming up at a, the 18-minute mark. And um, if you're in a place where you feel like you need to go to a horoscope, you're probably in a place of confusion. You're in a place where you're probably in a place of depression. You're probably you have you might have this layer of sadness uh, that's underneath all of your actions. And as you've heard those hammers hitting the nail uh, of this house as they're building, I want you to understand that it is going to be work. That you're going to have to fight. That you're going to have to sweat. That you can't go to a horoscope out of convenience and say, "Well, let me get my little fix. Let me get my little word. Let me get you know somebody say." something encouraging so I can keep on keeping on. No, you grab the hammer of your destiny and you nail that thing into existence. You grab that hammer of destiny and you say, I'm going to build my future. I'm not going to get a word out of convenience. I'm not, and, and some of you, you're going to the horoscope or you're going to um, other people or you're going to these psychics because um, you're, you're afraid and the root is fear, but God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and power and sound mind. 
And let me, let me tell you, we all know love conquers all, but let me tell you what power does. Power says yes when weakness says no. Power says I'll go the extra mile um, when when weakness says it's time to sit down and take a break. And so when God's given you love and power, then the thirdly, he gives you a sound mind. But but secondly, you're not going to have a sound mind until you start flexing some power. So let me pray for you guys. Uh, let me pray for those of you who are listening right now to close this thing out. Father, I thank you that they're listening right now because there's a deep desire in their heart to go to the next level. And, and I speak to this spirit of fear, doubt, worry, apprehension, anxiety and I command you to loose their mind and let them go in the name of Jesus and I thank you father that you are giving comfort that you are giving rest Lord but you are energizing them to do the work that you've called them to do because you know the plans that you have for them let them get a revelation today that they are co-creating with you father that they do not have to stand on the sidelines of life that they do not have to find their comfort in the words of, of somebody else but Lord they can have a relationship with you where you're making the animals but you're but they're naming them and they're saying this is what I'm going to call this and this and that there would be a great confidence that comes from co-creating with you God and not being passive and I just speak to that spirit of passivity and command you to let them go in the name of Jesus and I thank you Father as a result of this that chains of witchcraft are being broken in the name of Jesus and and that that is 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 going to have to loose them and let them go under the sound of my voice and Jesus name. Amen. Um, I should say this before we go and, uh, we're at the 20 minute mark now and, um, and, and you've hung with me this far. So let me just say one last thing. The definition of witchcraft is manipulation, domination, and control. And that's really the root of a horoscope. And, and what God's trying to free you from is the manipulation, the domination, and the control. It's, 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 not even God completely controls us. He's given us a will and said, hey, let's do this thing together. That's called relationship. And so as you submit yourself to a psychic or a horoscope, what you're actually doing is submitting your will. And that is not God's plan. And so I hope that you're a little bit freer as a result of this. I hope that um, you listen on repeat until this thing gets down into your belly. And then you begin to do what God called you to do in this earth. In Jesus' name. So anyways, I'll see you guys soon. I love you. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and keep up with it. If you're listening via SoundCloud, repost it, like it, comment where you liked uh, something that hit you. And um, we're coming up higher. So commit to fly this year. This is your year. Peace.